series of events how do how do all right everyone welcome to the first official episode of the late arrivals hockey podcast i'm your host annie od and i am joined we got everybody here everybody is present and accounted for for the first official episode we got lou we got chris we got connor we got jake live from work (laughs) thank you for making it jake guys how we doing tonight great good i survived the zamboni to be here (laughs) So I hope you guys are grateful. <laughs> At least Jake's somewhere hockey themed. This is true. Since it is our first episode, we figure for those people that know us or don't know us, we should go around, introduce ourselves, say how we became Ducks fans, and just for fun, uh, all-time favorite Duck or current favorite Duck, your choice. Chris, why don't you start out? Well, uh, I've been a hockey fan since I was like five, four or five. I uh, grew up in Buffalo, so Sabres were always there. But I don't know what it was like. This is this is when like the Mighty Duck movies came out. So like instantly I became a Ducks fan. And then I've been a fan of theirs ever since. And uh, I'm always, always going against the family. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, favorite Duck. I would say my all-time favorite is Paul Correa. And then current is Zegris for obvious reasons. Also, let's add, if you're drinking, mention what you're drinking tonight. Water. Just water. <laughs> Starting off boring. Water. And legally, I can't drink anything at work. So no, that's true. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Connor, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. So I became a Ducks fan. You know, I'm Orange County born and raised, lived here all my life. So um, in addition to being a, a lifelong Angels fan, I was also just kind of brought up to be a, um, a Ducks fan as well. Um, it's actually funny, kind of like some of my early like core sports memories were during that 02-03 run when the Ducks went to the final. Um, it's kind of the first kind of hockey things I remember. So, you know, remember Paul Korea, you know, remember, uh, you know, kind of that whole team. So, yeah, you know, my dad just kind of started taking me games around that age, you know, when I was kind of like this, you know, like four or five. So, yeah, it's kind of how I became a Ducks fan. And it's just, you know, stuck ever since. Kind of love both Anaheim teams as much as they make me want to die. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> We're, we're sticking to it. Um, all-time favorite duck. That one's kind of tough, but I'd probably say Corey Perry. Corey Perry and then Timu and uh, Timu and Getzloff right there behind. Um, and then current favorite, yeah, I mean, I mean, how could it not be Trevor Zegers? <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, and then uh, what I'm drinking, very appropriate. Um, my favorite little playoff concoction. Pink Whitney, club soda, a little splash of lime. Nice. Ooh flavored club soda or just plain no just straight just like straight boring LaCroix classic Mm -hmm. tasty light refreshing perfect I'm I'm already doing an ad read (laughs) Jake you want to go so my story with hockey is a little confusing because I didn't watch it a lot as a kid but I went to a lot of games because uh, growing up my mom worked for two season ticket holders that have been around since 93 um so whenever they didn't want to go to games they would just ask if we wanted to go so my parents would take me and I don't have much of a memory of hockey as a kid just because uh I played baseball a lot growing up but when I was a senior in high school I had two friends that were big Ducks fans and they uh they took me to the Honda Center after the Jersey retirement for Timu and 
they were they were buying a lot of stuff because there was stuff on sale in the store and I had no idea what was going on. I was just there for the ride. And that year around the playoffs, uh I started around my birthday and my friend put on the first round against Winnipeg. And I've been watching since. Um it led to playing hockey. I work at an ice rink now, so my life pretty much is hockey just all the time. Um now, if I had to choose a favorite duck, it'd probably be the one that I have met the most personally, and it'd be uh, Francois Boschman. Uh, he signed my jersey uh, the season he retired. Uh, he was super down to earth, super cool. You know, I didn't expect him to stop because he had a whole arm full of like paintings and jerseys and clothes and stuff. And, you know, I just kind of held up my jersey like a boombox above my head and. <laughs> He looked at me and he waved me over and signed my jersey, asked, you know, asked how I was doing. I was kind of starstruck because, you know, again, I didn't think he was going to stop for me. So I was just kind of like, yeah, can you please you sign my jersey, please? That's romantic. It, it really was. <laughs> was um, but yeah, that's kind of my road with hockey. Um, you know, not not like the others, but, you know, in, in the end, you know, happy to be here because, Hockey has definitely changed my life for the for the better. You know, it's hard saying that as a Ducks fan right now, but yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world. In due time, in due time. Boschman, exactly. that's a good one. <laughs> Boschman, yeah. All right, Lou, you're up. So I've moved to Southern California in 2015, and was just watching TV one day. So I decided to put on a Ducks game, and I was just pretty much hooked from there. Uh, I went to. Games one and two against Calgary, and then the clinching game against Winnipeg in the second round in the 2015 playoffs. And then me and my family decided, yeah, we need to get season tickets for that. So <laughs> I've been a season ticket holder for since 2016. Wow. So he has great seats, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, loose seats are cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like not gonna brag, not a big yeah. Not a yeah. Big and uh, I would probably say my all-time favorite duck is Ryan Getzlaff, and Trevor Zegers is my favorite duck, obviously now. <laughs> Pretty common answer amongst current favorites. So. Not one Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and John Gibson too. Chris, that's <laughs> I had to throw him in there. <laughs> Let's start. Obviously, we're in the Cup Final as we speak. Game three just happened. We finished up what about an hour ago. Lightning have made it a series. Series is now two to one. Game four is on Wednesday. Huge response from game two when they got shut out seven nothing, beating the Colorado Avalanche six to two. Meanwhile, you've got, I remember seeing so many tweets of people like Avalanche sweeping, Avalanche in four, like even before (laughs) the final started. And people are just forgetting that this is the Tampa Bay Lightning we got here. There's a reason they've won back to back cups. But what are your guys' thoughts on this huge game three bounce back game for the Lightning? I think it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised, you know, like it's, it went back to Tampa. I mean, I kind of figured they'd, they'd win the first one. I'm, I won't be surprised if they win both at home. Uh, hopefully they don't go and win four in a row. Like last series, Vasilevsky has finally looked normal, his normal self, but they've been pretty good games. All three of them. Uh, well, maybe the first and third, the second one was a blowout, but I mean, if you're, if you're going for the avalanche, you know, it's been all great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I kind of agree with what Chris said. You know, I mean, I feel like 
the kind of general consensus of this game three was that, you know, this is a must win for Tampa if they kind of wanted, you know, to put the, you know, to kind of put the stamp on the series. And, and you know, I, th- I think just with all the experience they have, I mean, I mean, that's that team has not changed very much, even going back to the 2020 Cup with the COVID run. Um, you know, all those guys have been there. And I think tonight was just, you know, a showing of them just out willing the avalanche and just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. showing that they've been there before. I know it's kind of a <laughs> redundant or maybe kind of a cliche answer, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it was a must win for Tampa and, you know, the more experienced team and the more kind of grizzled veteran team got it done. Well, yeah, with Maroon, this is what, fourth straight trip? <laughs> Maroon sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's that could be uh, that's honestly a good you brought up like hockey cliches that would be a good segment like try and answer questions with as many like cliche hockey oh my god as we can <laughs> oh my god pucks and deep just gotta play pucks our game deep, man. uh lightning yeah. just got more pucks and deep tonight yeah. they played a full 60 minutes I mean, <laughs> played some good two-way hockey you know we had a strong four check there yeah we simply just didn't dump it and get out <laughs> This series just kind of goes to show, you know, the something that I feel like a lot of the Ducks fandoms kind of complained about, especially this year, you know, when we, we had a really strong start to the year and then we kind of tailed off, you know, depth is a big issue. When somebody goes down, there's nobody kind of really fill to really fill in that spot. And we're kind of seeing that with both the Lightning and the Avalanche, you know, the Lightning, you know, Braden Point, you know, he was back for a game or two, but now he's out again after missing the last two entire series. And then they have Nick Paul stepping in and just fills in right away and does a job. And then you have, the Avalanche are missing both Nas Kadri and Sam Gerrard. You have guys in those rosters that just step in and fill right away and can do a job. It's not like you're having to call up guys from the AHL and guys from guys from your minor league teams just to, you know, just to fill in for your bottom six. And you know, it just it just kind of goes to show just kind of the true cohesive depth that these teams need to make runs like these. So you mean like relying on Derek Grant isn't a good thing? Uh, yes, that is. <laughs> well, All right. that is the yeah, I don't know. 90 year old Darren Helm's still out there kicking, so yeah. anybody can do anything. I'd say Darren Helm's got a little bit more street cred than Derek Grant. Yeah, I was gonna say, never it's never a series until the home team loses. Yeah, true. So, I guess we'll see what happens in game four. Well, I had I had Avalanche in six, so we're moving right along here. No, I'm, call, I'm calling OT in game four. Mm. I think we're OT in game four. That's another question. Did you guys make uh, Stanley Cup brackets? How are they looking? Oh, mine's awful. Mine? <laughs> I think I had Rangers Hurricanes, maybe? Yeah. I mean, around too early, but you Yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I think it was Rangers Hurricanes or Rangers Lightning, one or the other. But I had the Avalanche. I did like four brackets or five brackets, and all of them were uh, Avalanche Rangers in the Cup Final, except one I had Avalanche Panthers. I don't know. When I make my brackets, I kind of like to get a little – I kind of like to make it more what would I like to see sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I had, I had the Wild going on a miracle run and getting to the final, and then I had the Panthers kind of exercising the demons and getting to the final in the East, and then I had the Panthers winning. So mm. needless to say, that got shot after the first round. <laughs> but, you know, it's been – it's. I think we can all agree it's been a great playoff so far. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's say so far with the cup final, but it's been a great playoff this entire yeah. time. I feel like a lot of people are complaining, saying like, though, this cup finals, this entire playoff run's been so predictable. And I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally, I mean, and I'm not just saying this because they're the two teams that are in the cup final, but I, I, I genuinely think these are the two best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. It's totally. the two best teams in the league going at it. It's the Lightning looking to three-peat and kind of, you know, cement their dynasty. And it's the young and hungry abs where everyone's just fighting to get their first one. 
And both teams are highly skilled. Both teams do it in different ways. And I think it's just like the perfect matchup. Yeah. I want to give credit to the Dallas Stars and the Montreal Canadiens for making it to the cup final in the two years prior. I do think that this matchup head-to-head is pretty even. It's perfect. I think we're going to see a more competitive series. Mm -hmm. Fully agree. I think this has been my favorite final since, or my favorite finals matchup since uh, Boston and Vancouver in 2011. Wow. Where both teams are just so equal, kind of that perfect storm, perfect firepower from both sides. Honestly, that's going to happen. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, this has probably been the best best matchup for a final in a long time. I would say thinking back to previous finals, I would I would agree with that, actually. Because I feel like in years prior, like everyone talks about 2013 saying that, that ki- the Kings-Blackhawks Western Conference final was the Stanley Cup final. And then whoever was going to get out of there is going to win the Stanley Cup. And of course, they had the Rangers on the other side. And Unfortunately, we know the rest is history, but no, it feels like now, you know, had our first full season since COVID obviously pushed back a little bit due to, you know, that weird time in February where everybody got COVID and the Olympic break and everything, but it kind of feels like it's some sense of normalcy and things are kind of starting to get back in the way Mm -hmm. they were before. But, you know, I I say that knock on wood, because every time we feel that way, it starts to get, (laughs) go to hell all over again, (laughs) but one topic that was really talked about before leading into this series and talking about who has the advantage where was obviously a net. You look at Andre Vasilevsky, you look at Darcy Kemper. There's obviously one goalie you're going to go with when it comes to yeah. who you want to win a cup final. We've seen a weakness. I mean, 29 goals on the high blocker side for Andre Vasilevsky, the man that's with all due respect to Igor Shesterkin and the season he put on Andre Vasilevsky is still the best goalie in the world. Right By now. far. Yeah. yeah. So, far. When if you want to win the Stanley Cup, you can't win the cup with mediocre goaltending. And Jake, you're a goalie. So <laughs> if you want to chime in, <laughs> I'll let you take the reins here. But as far as uh, goaltending so far this final, what are your thoughts, Ben? Well, I mean, Vasilevsky for the first two games was watching my live barn tape from Beer League. So, you know, <laughs> I don't think that helped him out. But <laughs> I mean, like you said, it's it's hard to count the lightning out when he's in net because he's the best goalie in the league. And and regardless of what anybody says, it's, you know, they're wrong. Um, Like there's a, there's a reason why they've been as dominant as they've been, even even the years they lost, like it's not always the goalie's fault, but you know, it really showed the last couple of years that like, okay, yeah, you know, they may have stumbled. They may have been swept by the blue jackets, you know, haha, funny meme, but like, there, there's a reason why he rightfully has that mantle of like best goalie in the league. And I mean, Kemper's a great goalie. It, there's these guys are NHL players. Like you can't discredit a guy who's playing in the best league in the world, but you know, if you're choosing anybody over Vasilevsky, you know, it's kind of hard. And this is coming from someone who wants the, the abs to win. You know, I love the abs, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't watch much of the game tonight, but, you know, it saw the final score and I was like, okay, yeah, you know, that makes sense. It checks out. It's Tampa. It's just Tampa being Tampa. <laughs> um, and, you know, anytime I opened my phone, it was like, okay, you know, he, he did the thing again, you know, getting a little old, but that's, that's just how the man operates. He's very bendy. He's, He's very, very bendy. He's very bendy. No bones. Rangers fans are about to give us one star reviews for saying that Igor is not the best goalie in the world. Hey, I love Shesterkin, but come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Somebody responded because 
I tweeted about the him letting in another high blocker side goal. And this Rangers fan was like, Igor wouldn't have let that in. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference final, he had how many soft goals in those last two games? Like, yeah, let's Igor's at home. Maybe let's not speak so loudly <laughs> here. I think I know my answer, but I want to ask you guys. Regardless of whether or not the Lightning win their third cup in a row and cement their dynasty, is Andre Vasilevsky already in the conversation for the greatest goalie of all time? 100%. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. 100%. I think, you know, I, think it, I, I think whether or not they win, Babs wins the Lightning win. I think, I think he's still definitely in there. 100%. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of good goalies, but he's just, he's so far ahead of everybody. It's ridiculous. Some they don't get they don't get past thing. Toronto without him. No, this year. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. In the conversation for sure, is he up there? Is he the greatest? I think that depends on the person, and I think the time the era. Not yet, obviously, not yet. if you saw like not the greatest, yeah, obviously some of the old heads and the good old game guys will have choice words for that. They're wearing too big of pads. <laughs> soft now. <laughs> too soft. Out there. Get brain contusions like a man. They they repost that meme of uh, what was it, the 2013 Cup final when Patrice Bergeron had like a million injuries. Yeah. And it was like this is like it's punctured lung. Yeah, Yeah, it's like like a broken heat, broken foot. It's the please like my sport crowd. They're like hockey players are different. Like LeBron out with a sprained finger, Patrice Bergeron, (laughs) like Playing from a hospital bed. Uh, <laughs> Unplugs the wires, walks out of the hospital. Your classic 2013 meme meta. Literally. Yep. We're fi- we'll finish out this cup final discussion with series prediction. How does this end? And who's your cons my choice for each team? Bolton seven, Andre Vesfilesi just takes over and he wins cons Okay. Abs and six. And my boy Kill McCars gets the cost match. I'll say I'm still gonna say Avalanche in six. I think Vasilevsky could pull the Jaguar and get it in a losing effort. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Spicy. Yeah. I, mean, I can see I, I could definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. Future Duck uh, and Valerie uh, Nutushkin's having a good series. <laughs> <laughs> so is Future Duck uh Andre Palat. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of future ducks in this yeah. series. Mm-hmm. Listen, Verbeek's got a lot of money he's got to spend this offseason. So if he's got to overpay for a guy or two, that's... Yeah, just hopefully he blacks out and just makes the right moves. Clearly... It's hammered and then starts calling people in free agency. (laughs) All right, Jake, what's your serious pick? I don't have anything uh, off the the top of my head that's too crazy. Um, I probably have to agree with what Connor said. You know, I think the Avs close it out and there's no denying that McCarr, uh, McCarr gets it. But I also think there's a few guys on the abs that probably can make a case of having okay. a shot. But, you know, I mean. Nate McKinnon's got a strong case. Gabriel Landeskog is putting himself in that conversation lately. I mean, their, their whole lineup has like 10 points each probably. Yeah. Like they're just <laughs> – they all score. <laughs> you know it's bad when – the ESPN broadcast is saying, and someone had the puck stripped from them by Jack Johnson. Doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not the highlight you want to be on. No. Didn't even end Jack Johnson didn't highlight. Mention. If you're involved and you're not Jack Johnson, that's a, that's a tough one. Oh, that's sad, but true. Need, all right, Annie, we need your prediction. All right, I'll go with Lou. I like Bolts and seven. 
I think they even it up tomorrow. They go back. Avs take a 3-2 lead and Tampa closes it out in the last two. And I'm going to go Nikita Kucherov for my cons Smythe. Okay. We're all fake Ducks fans because nobody said Corey Perry cons <laughs> You know, I love the man, but it, it, con Smythe when you've got Andre Vasilevsky on your team. I almost said Pat Maroon. Oh. What if they did that just just out of the third cup in a row? They're like, you know what? Fuck it. The yeah. man's got four fourth cups cup in, in a row. row. Fourth cup in a row. That's one thing. Everyone was like, one streak's going to end. Either Corey Perry loses three cups in a row or Pat Maroon wins four. I was like, listen, I will see Pat Maroon lift the cup a fourth time if it means I get to see Corey Perry lift the cup one more time. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, so if, <laughs> if the Lightning lose, would this become like a Corey Perry? Don't say a curse. Don't <laughs> Don't do that to me. Don't do that. He just don't do that. I won't say it. That'll give the that'll give the, all the fans that have hated him so much just so much satisfaction if he. Yeah, I literally, curse. I literally thought about that the other day. I'm like, if he loses, is that, is it's not going to the new Kevin Durant. If they lose, does he go? To the <laughs> yeah, I saw a picture of him on Twitter today in an Avs jersey. Let's move on to some more current events. This is even though it's the off season for what 30 out of 32 teams currently, but a lot of off season moves specifically behind the bench. Bruce Cassidy to the Vegas Golden Knights after a very shocking departure and firing from the Boston Bruins. The man just won the Jack Adams award back in 2020, so a shock to most people and a shock to a lot of the Bruins. Were you guys surprised to see Boston let him go? And how do you like him in Vegas? I was, I mean, I think like everybody, I thought Boston were completely out of their board to let him go. Yeah. I think, I think Bruce Cassidy is easily one of the top, top five, if not top three coaches in the league. Boston's misfortunes were necessarily down to him. I think that was more towards roster construction and kind of yeah, having for sure. to work with yeah. the hand he was dealt with. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, and you're losing Charlie McAvoy, you know, for an extended period of time. You're losing Hampus home for an extended period of time in the playoffs. Like, I mean, when you're losing your top, your top pairing, I mean, that's, that's not really something. You can lose. Right. But thoughts on him in Vegas, one, gross. <laughs> Two, I mean, I, I, I heard some people say, you know, when the Vegas coaching position opened, you know, had, had kind of seen some dialogue on Twitter. People were like, Oh, you know, after the season they've had, you know, after the, you know, after the dad and all thing, you know, Vegas just keeps showing that they don't respect their players they don't respect their staff they don't respect their coaches. Like how is Vegas this desirable place to go anymore? And I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, going out and waving the golden, waving the golden Heights flag whatsoever, but I mean, it's Vegas. They're a good team. I think most of us can agree that them missing the playoffs this year was a bit of a fluke. That's still a really good team. And I still yeah. kind of like them to win. The, I still kind of like them to win, to win the Pacific next year. Yeah. It's always, always going to be, it's always going to be, a, as long as that team's as good as they are, it's always going to be a destination and they're willing to pay. So I don't think you can ever, I don't think you can ever discount a market or a team or an organization that's willing to shout out money for coaches as a desirable destination. Yeah. For sure. I, uh, I'm upset he went to Vegas, but, uh, <laughs> I'm actually really excited for, uh, Jack Eichel to actually play under, like a really good coach and I want to see what he can do just, just cause all the Sabres fans, man, like how they're like, Oh, Eichel's no good. Eichel this he's, you know, I mean, he's still a really good player and maybe not top five, but I would say when he's healthy, he's easily top 10 player in the league. That's, I would for, agree with that. that's former yeah. future duck Jack. I believe former, <laughs> former future duck. Yeah. What was that the was rumor? Fun, 
proposal from the Sabres. They wanted Zegers. They wanted Drysdale and our first round pick. I think they wanted two first round picks. There was like a first and a second. Good God. Something yeah. like that. Well, yeah. there, well, and there was a rumor before that had even come out. It was like, a, it was kind of a, it may have been like training camp at the very beginning, like preseason last year, but there was a rumor. I don't know who said it. I think it may have been Pierre Lebrun. It may have been Elliot Freeman. It was one of them, but um, apparently we did make an offer. And I remember at the time, this was Bob Murray. This wasn't Pat Verbeek yet. Apparently the Sabres rejected an offer from us for Jack Eichel that did include John Gibson. And that was reported by either Elliot Friedman or Pierre Lebrun. Like I said, I can't remember which one. It was. I want to say, I want to say Friedman, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's one of the two, but I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, God knows what the, what the rest of that trade looked like. One day Bob Murray will release a memoir one day and <laughs> reveal all his secrets from are we just aren't we just happy that bob murray's gone absolutely <laughs> yes. absolutely he was the he was the first thing that needed to go for the ducks to move forward 100 exactly mm-hmm. and while we're while we're on the topic of coaching i know this isn't like current events but i since we're all ducks fans here i feel like we got to talk about it dallas eakins getting the option getting his option year Personally, I thought since Pat Verbeek was going to come in and usually when you get a new GM, they want to bring in their own guy to be the head coach. So I thought that's what Verbeek would want to do in the off season, but shocked and disappointed a lot of Ducks, like a lot of disappointed Ducks fans, which rightfully so some of his roster and questionable line combinations there. Do you see the logic for Verbeek giving Eakins an option year and keeping him for the 2022, 2023 season? I think it might have had it been like a contractual thing. Like they had to like decide if they were going to extend them like by a certain date. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Might have happened. But, I uh, wasn't, I, w- I wasn't too surprised uh, just because what Verbeek came in in uh, what was it? January, February. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, so. yeah, I think it was yeah, so I wasn't too surprised. I I can see him wanting to get maybe like a full season with Akins and then you know go from there. Yeah, and I think and I think Pat Verbeek even said in the in the presser after they, you know, gave Akins his extension. I think he's I think he said something to the effect of, you know, I I wanted to give Dallas my fair shot, you know, to have him work with the team for a full season, you know, a team that I've constructed and kind of you know do my due diligence with him. So I. I guess from that point of view, I respect Pat Verbeek wanting to give Dallas that, you know, I mean, would, would I have done it? Would I have, if I had the choice for Pat Verbeek to go hire somebody and especially it kind of stings a little bit more now that we saw the Cassidy let go, but exactly. Yeah. You know, all the I, available free yeah. agents right now. That's the thing. I mean, I'm, like, yeah. I mean, hindsight is 2020 at the moment. I don't, I, back when they extended him, I think it was in March or something like that. I don't think anybody would have predicted that the Bruins are going to let Bruce Cassidy go, but you know, I, 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 you know, wouldn't have been my choice, but I do, I do totally understand where her beak was, was coming from and doing that. Just wait for the Fiala Grant, uh, Jerry Mayhew line. You guys are going to be proved wrong there. Come on, man. (laughs) So excited. Oh God. All right. The next big piece of breaking news that came out last week in the head coaching department was John Tortorella leaving the ESPN analyst desk will not be complaining on the ESPN airwaves about Trevor Zegers anymore because uh, he is headed to coach the Philadelphia Flyers. And before we get into discussion here, I just want to give you guys some numbers here. 
So this is John Tortorella's coaching record, fun fact, since he won the cup with the Lightning in 2004. Six first-round exits, five years missing the playoffs, three years losing in the second round, one year losing in the third round, 11 out of the total 15 years didn't get to or out of the first round. Yet this man has received a four-year deal from the Philadelphia Flyers. And to me, in my, in my opinion, this is just a very – interesting hire because it doesn't seem like <laughs> torts is the right coach for where the flyers are right now as a team and a lot of flyers fans are really excited about this but i feel like those flyers fans still have that mentality that this team is like 2010 2012 era flyers like the mike richards jeff carter like broad street like the broad street guys. yeah He's, broad street boys down are is still a thing you know claude Giroux's a young guy like it, but right now, obviously Claude Giroux is not a flyer anymore. They were riddled with injuries, still questionable if they're confident with Carter Hart in net and with a what seems like from what I hear, a, a decent prospect pool coming up. Was this the right match? Was this a good hire for the flyers for where they are, where they want to go for a team that really doesn't have a lot of identity. It seems like right now. Well, I think if any team was going to sign fucking John Tortorella, I think the Philadelphia Flyers were probably going to be that team, so I guess it makes sense. The most it fits flyers, his attitude, right? The most, yeah. the most Flyers move of all time, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you know, it's hilarious. It'll be a meme for, you know, the first couple of months there too. But... Him and Gritty in their first picture together. Right, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I was texting a few of my buddies, you know, when it kind of got released and you know, they were kind of laughing back and forth about it. And I don't think it's even going to go the full four years. I mean, I think I'll give it maybe two out of the four years at most. You know, the Flyers are just are not a good team right now. You know, they stripped down, they traded Giroux, you know, the more than likely are going to have to trade Travis Sanheim. They're looking to move Ivan Provorov too, you know, and then earlier today, actually, Travis Konechny came up in rumors as well. So it looks like they're going to be maybe shipping some big pieces off to kind of restructure and rebuild. So I would have hated it more if, they were kind of like where we are right now, where the Ducks are, where they're kind of on the cusp and, you know, they maybe need another year or two before they're contending again, just need some more pieces. And, you know, they have young guys like Zegers, Drysdale, you know, Milano, you know, guys like that, the young mm-hmm. skill guys. That definitely would have not, would not have meshed. Right now on the NHL roster, the Flyers don't really have any of those guys. Like they don't really have any young, skilled, you know, Zegers type, Drysdale type guys where you would be afraid of John Tortorella hindering their progress and hindering their development yeah it doesn't make sense no but there could be worse timing i guess for it and like i said i don't i don't give it more than two years how how far in the season do we get before torts is fighting gritty in the hallway <laughs> sure there's already like those deep fake videos of it, <laughs> it. I, I honestly i think i don't know if you guys agree but i think it's better having torts in the league as a coach i don't know why it's just entertaining i won't disagree no i won't disagree because like it like it it's going to create headlines. Like I can yeah. guarantee you they're going to market the hell out of that first Flyers Ducks match. Is yeah, as long as it's not your team, he can go and coach whoever he wants. <laughs> I still remember I met him uh here outside the Coyotes Arena one time. You met the, sports? Yeah, when the Blue Jackets were in town. And uh, I saw him walking into the arena and I, just, I said hey, I think I said, "Hey, like you're a great coach or something." And he's just like he's like, "Ah, oh, you don't mean that." And I was just like, I was like, yeah, I do. I was like, good luck tonight. He's like, thanks. Whatever. But he shook my hand. So I, I, me and Torts had a nice moment. Never forget that. I just hope Z does a Michigan against the Flyers next year. He has to. He has to. <laughs> I, think right on. I think he's going to at least try it. Like, like 
Z kind of seems like a petty bitch like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like he definitely would try it. Yeah. And then he'll get it. And then you just, you know, on his way to the bench, just kind of point it towards, you know, Skate right little... by the flyers bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many times did Z try to do the Michigan this year? I feel like he tried to do it a lot. At least. Well, he scored two like of them. Five. He did it like at least five times. Five at least five. Least. Yeah. Like I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm also counting the ones he scored. So. Well, yeah. 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 He does yeah. it in transition. He uses it as a move to get the puck to somebody. So it's not even like him just always trying to score it. It's just like, hey, I yeah. can throw this to somebody and they're gonna <laughs> score it. See what happens. But yeah, I couldn't I couldn't believe I was in attendance here in Arizona when he scored the Michigan on the oh, coyotes it was unbelievable so you were at the jay beagle game then right? yeah because that was the same game oh yeah you were huh? that was the same game that's right <laughs> i was i was i was very upset as you should be i wanted to leave <laughs> i say you, you didn't meet jay beagle out in the parking lot afterwards <laughs> <laughs> okay. nah i had to keep my cool because i was with jenny and her parents i went to the game with all of them and i was just like am i allowed to cheer like when when zegris like scored the michigan i was just kind of sitting there i'm like am i like can i stand up <laughs> can I stand up? <laughs> all right last recent news and it's not official yet um it's rumored but peter DeBoer out in vegas but is rumored to sign with the dallas stars in the coming days for four years is what they're, ru- they're rumoring nothing's yet set on i haven't i didn't see a total dollar amount but four years it's what being talked about it's worth mentioning the man's been fired five times since 2009 <laughs> Just thought that was interesting. He's certainly not my favorite head coaching candidate. I wouldn't want him anywhere near the Ducks. No. And I don't love, I just, I personally, I feel like the NHL is like, they treat head coaches like a fucking blockbuster. Uh, I use my, I guess we discussed like our one swear word. Whoops. We got two. What? <laughs> we got two now. I think I've already used it twice. No, Connor said it. Okay. All right. Fair. Cussing all right. On this Christian podcast. How do you? <laughs> Let's just, for the listeners, we discussed the idea of only allowing one F word for the entire, for each person, the entire podcast. And if you use more than one, you have to donate to the swear jar. That'll be in discord. So <laughs> Jar's if we decide be to implement that, I've used my one. And so is Connor. But anyway, I feel like the NHL uses head coaches. Like it's a blockbuster. Like once you're done with one, you like bring it back. You're like, okay. That's there for the next person. Like they just reuse the same guys over and over again. And especially with DeBoer, where the way he's leaving Vegas, like I just think back to 2020 and the absolute mess that was that golden Knights, just especially with flurry with Leonard and like keeping it secret and hidden from even the players, like who was going to be in net for the fucking playoffs. Sorry. Used it again. (laughs) For the playoffs. Like, I and especially you've got Jake Ottinger who just put on an insane performance in that first round. I think he's still high up there and goal saved above expected, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't checked today, but the last I saw, he was like third or fourth in the playoffs. But like you just think about that, you're like, if you're a goaltender and that's the way you treat your goalies when you've got two talented, two easily at the time, two easily starting goaltenders as your tandem. If you're a goalie, that's not exactly the guy you want coming in and say, hey, as soon as a guy comes in and proves that he can stop the puck as well as I can, you know, it's going to be a day-to-day choice of if, hey, who's going to start net. But what are your guys' thoughts on DeBoer in Dallas? Horrible. Yeah, I mean, I just I just think it's a lateral move, if anything. Like, if it's not a downgrade from Rick Bonus, who I I think people were kind of given a 
an unfair bad rap to this entire year because I, I I forget the player's name. Do you guys remember this whole year where the guy was supposed to make his NHL debut for the Dallas Stars and he got told he was going to make his NHL debut? I think it was in Minnesota where he's from. They had all so, yeah. That's and right. a bunch of tickets and then Rick Bonus held he scratched him. Yep. Yes. So there was this whole thing around like, oh, he didn't tell him. Oh, he didn't tell him. Apparently it got kind of twisted and he got told that morning and he forgot. To, and it was kind of on the player. Like he forgot to tell his family or something like that. Hey, I'm not oh. like, it got totally blown out of proportion. And mm-hmm. I just don't find Pete DeBoer very exciting. Like he's not a bad coach by any means, but he's not elite by any means either. And yeah. I just, it's a move that, if anything, I think is just going to kind of keep the Dallas Stars a little buoyant. Kind yeah. Of just keep them where yeah. they are right now, which I think is just, you know, a 7 8 seed at the most, you know, a first round exit, maybe pushing into a second round, but, you know, quickly bounced in the second round kind of team. But yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just not a very exciting move for me. I don't, I don't understand the Stars doing this at all. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's, he's just not good. Going to probably have a couple good seasons with him because if you look at his re- track record, uh, he was with the Devils, right? Yep. When, when they went to the final? Yeah, 2012. Yeah. Yep. So he's going to have a good uh, – <laughs> the Devils, he went, took them to the final. Uh, San Jose took them to the final. Uh, where was he last after that? Vegas? Vegas. Yeah, took them to the playoffs. So he's probably going to take them to the playoffs. Well, I wonder, so. I wonder what it's like to be the first coach – to miss the playoffs with the Golden Knights. Um, they probably <laughs> took him in the years. office and were threatening to throw him off a circus circus. <laughs> the old stratosphere that looks like oh, it's like God. gone how old. <laughs> oh, God. And that ride at the top where like, you slide and like your yes. head off. Oh, my God. They Absolutely make him bungee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See that <gasps> down there, Pete? That's the sword you put through Marc-Andre's back. <laughs> what we're gonna do here i think you know where we're going (laughs) amidst all this news one big name that is still available for head coaching is barry trotz who sort of like bruce actually exactly like bruce cassidy was very suddenly and shockingly fired from his role with the new york islanders and fans I, i follow a few islanders fans and they were not happy at all with the decision he did what he could with that roster he had last year. I mean, they didn't play a single game at home for what, a month and a half till their new arena was built hit with COVID hit with injuries. And also Lou Lamorello's solution to that team in the off season was Zach Parise and Zidane Chara. Like <laughs> really yeah. you expect Barry Trotz to just carry that team again to an Eastern conference final. So i I thought he'd be one of the first guys off the board easily, but he's probably in a situation where he has his choice of where he's going to go. And as he should, honestly, he's got his Stanley cup from 2018, but I'm sure obviously he wants another one. If you're Barry Trotz, where are you going? Florida. Winnipeg. Go home. Winnipeg. I can see Winnipeg. Get free beer. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I keep hearing about him uh, thinking about a, a management position with the Preds and they were talking oh, about, yeah, heard about that. they were talking about that he just bought a home there so well I don't think he ever sold his house I think that was the story he always oh, was the it? property he he had in Nashville and he just has never sold it which I mean mm. well you're living in Nashville yeah I, yeah. I could understand that but. and if he's expecting like if he's wanting to take the job in Winnipeg you're not going to want to stay in Winnipeg like all year <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah. Just heading to Winnipeg for the summer. Like what? <laughs> yeah. 
It's so beautiful. I, this time I, think, I think I think really, I really like seeing. I think it had been reported that he had interviewed with the Panthers, and I think I, I, I think personally that'd be a really good fit. I really love to see that Panthers team under a veteran coach like Trotz. You know, I think Andrew Burnett this year, you know, it was it was good, but it was it wasn't as cohesive I think as he wanted to be, and I think that showed in round two. I mean, granted, they just you know facing the back to back champs. I mean, I don't really think that that was ever going to be too much of a series, but you know, when yeah, you're, when you're, it's totally escaping my mind. Did they win the President's Trophy? Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, when you're a president's trophy team, you know, I think I think I think you kind of need a established veteran coach like that to kind of take you to the next level. Cause I mean, as we as we've all seen, <laughs> just because you win the president's trophy, you know, it's not a free ticket to the final at all. Right. I mean, credit to him as well. He was kind of th- I mean, he wasn't expecting to be the head coach this year. He was thrown, you know, asked to step into that role when Joel Quenville stepped down. Props to him, but I completely agree. I think that team, especially with the guys on that team and the veteran presence you have there now, definitely could use uh, the works of a veteran coach. That's interesting because at first, I mean, I liked him a lot. I thought about Vegas. I liked that matchup, but I like Bruce Cassidy there even better, unfortunately. I don't like Bruce him, Bruce Cassidy there, but I like the, the fit there. I like Florida, though. I, haven't, I didn't really give that much thought. I think Stevie Y is going to make a push for him in Detroit, although I doubt he'll, if he has his choice of where he wants to live, I doubt he's picking Detroit over, uh, it's not sunrise. 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 I was going to say, it's not Miami, but it's sunrise. I don't know. It's close. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> Since we, we touched on the Panthers, but figure we'll bring this up. So it was rumored last month that there are NHL teams that are highly interested in speaking to Joel Quenville, which as most hockey fans know, but we'll, Remind, he was he stepped down uh, amidst the Kyle Beach allegations from 2010. And as he was found proven to have been involved and known well about the allegations and chose not to act on them back in 2010 during the Western Conference final. And his agreement with, I don't think they're necessarily calling it a suspension, but Gary Bettman has to approve him re-entering the league as a head coach. And my question to you guys is, should Bettman, one, even hear him out in that regard, and two, let him come back less than a year since stepping down? I would not. I wouldn't even want to hear him out. Like, I just think he's done. There's no need for that. You know, if hockey – I just think if hockey wants to move forward, you need to have this kind of thing just away from the game, far away. You know, everyone that was involved with that, I mean, just – it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I definitely agree with Chris and, you know, I mean, but, you know, kind of, kind of one of the big talking points amidst this whole Kyle Beach scandal was kind of, you know, the whole old boys mentality and how it ever changes and how that's kind of one of the big hurdles in terms of progressing forward with the hockey community and being more inclusive. Yeah, I mean, if I was Gary Bettman, if I was in Gary, Gary Bettman's shoes, you know, I'm saying, hey, sorry, you had a great career. Cool. You had a long career, but, you know, you, you fucked up and yeah. you have to pay for it. You know, you allowed abuse to happen under your watch knowing about it and you didn't act on it and I, and I don't think that that is something that should be rewarded with a new position just because you had to sit out for a couple of years now the unfortunate side of it is I don't think that's going to happen I think he's yeah. I, I, I yeah. think unfortunately he's going to be let back in whether that's this year whether that's another year or two down the road because unfortunately that's just kind of what we've seen in the hockey culture in the hockey community and especially with how the NHL kind of handled the Kyle Beach thing um, you know, it's kind of more of a, I'll believe it when I see it thing when, you know, Joe Plumville is officially told that he's not allowed back in the NHL, but yeah, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of my take on it. 
Yeah, I just hope the Ducks don't hire him if they get a new coach hit next year because I don't want him on the Ducks. No. I don't think for big. Eh, well, I, I no, say never know, like, I'm never speaking know. into existence that he wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think he will. Like I don't think. So. Like I, I, don't I, think I, I get pretty either. modern vibes, modern mentality from Verbeek. So I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's something he'd do. But right. Yeah. I did like that. Uh, Quenville's. I, I like that the Florida Panthers logo looked like Quenville. <laughs> that was fun. My thing is this, and I've thought about this since last summer, as I knew there were a lot of storylines coming out, obviously with the Habs drafting Logan Mayu in last year's draft, is if you're a team that's going to make a choice like this and either hire a coach or draft a player that was either involved or knew about something to do with sexual assault and didn't do anything is you need to have an answer for your fans. You need to more than release a statement. You need to say why you thought that this was the right move to make. What moves have they made to be a better person? How have you proven yourself? And I say this because listen, I'm a Dodgers fan. And the fact that the (laughs) Dodgers went out and got Trevor Bauer and Andrew Friedman said he was confident and they, they did their due diligence. And meanwhile, you know, he's out here beating the shit out of people and now banned from baseball for two years. I want answers from teams that go out and say that and, you know, make those conscious decisions, especially to the, their fans that things like sexual assault affect everybody. So you yeah. need to have an answer and you need to have something to say, hey, this is why we made this move. This is why we took a chance on, you know, a Mitch Miller, like the Coyotes drafted or a Logan Mayu, or, you know, if someone wants to hire a Joel Quenville, there needs to be accountability from these teams more so than just a blanket social media statement, which, yeah. well, which for, for the, for the Habs, if you have a statement ready, as soon as you draft a player, maybe not <laughs> the best. Yeah, but maybe not. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and a then, waste of a go, first round. And then to go finish, and then to go finish is the worst team in the league. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally. How in any case can you bring that player up too? Is he spending time in the OHL now? I think. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure, but it's like, yeah. I mean, Annie, I fully agree with that. Like, how do you how do you bring that guy up? You know, I mean, I mean, the old cliche is, you know, there's no such thing as bad press. I think this is the, I think this is maybe the one exception to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is something you want being talked about around your team, around your organization, or being associated with. So it's like, I just personally would stay away from these guys. I don't know what persuades teams to want to take a flyer or take a chance as they say but yeah yeah, I just I don't understand that whatsoever and it's not something that I would I would do personally at all the fact that Mark Bergevin like saw that was like oh he's dropping like let's grab him meanwhile the Ducks how many great picks did they get from the draft last year absolute steals like it just the NHL awards are tomorrow rather than go through all the NHL awards figure let's focus solely on the award that we all care about the most (laughs) let's be honest here Best we one. got the Calder Memorial Trophy for Rookie of the Year. Amongst the finalists are Detroit Red Wings defenseman Moritz Sider, Toronto Maple Leafs forward Michael Bunting, and our very own Trevor Zegers from the Anaheim Ducks. God's so, gift. Indeed. So I think we need let's... to put an asterisk next to Bunting's name because he's, <laughs> oh, he's older than me. Um... <laughs> he meets all the requirements, though. Like, literally just meets them. Such a lucky 50-year-old. Uh, and he's playing with Austin Matthews and uh, Mitch Marner on his line. I mean, yeah. Well, it's like I'm, watching, I'm watching the College World Series the last few days, and you know, guys are going up to back Oklahoma, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's a seventh-year senior. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was a red There's... shirt junior. Like, okay, it's like, so you're in the College World Series, and you're 25? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's his wife and kids in right field <laughs> it's like that scene in benchwarmers when the guy has the i am 12 paper. i am 12 <laughs> his kids behind the tree <laughs> before he throws the, 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 the dugout 
Anyway, all right. Beer? No, it's Gatorade. Long Beach. That's right. <laughs> you smell like beer. Your beer. <laughs> Let's lay it out there. Tomorrow night, does Trevor Zegers take home the Calder? I don't know, so. unfortunately, because no. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, help you know, us. we all like to we all like to we all like to joke and we all like to troll Red Wings fans a little bit for, you know, and 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 I think this whole cider Zegers Brandon discourse that we were seeing throughout the year, you know, I I. I do think the toxic. I do think the toxicity was coming from both sides. I don't think either side was more guilty than the other. You know? Yeah. You know, I think each side definitely played their fair share in the <laughs> Yeah. Maybe some of it was serious. Maybe some of it was actually joking. Yeah. You never really know. No, but I'm. I'm I mean, I just truthfully think it's more exciting to lose. I mean, yeah, same. He, he do what he did as a rookie defenseman and to look as dominant as he did and to put up the offensive numbers that he did. How many points did he have? Like sixty. Something like that. Just put Google search and we'll see. But yeah, I, I, I just, I don't see how Cider loses, to be honest. If anyone but Cider wins the Calder, like it's going to be hell on hockey Twitter either way. Yep. Because if Michael Bunting wins it, he won't win it. But if he wins it, it'll be, you know, obviously for the reasons you guys brought up. He plays with yeah. Matthews. He's 26 years old. He barely meets all the others and all the other qualifications. And if Zegers wins it, <laughs> it's because he's made two fancy assists because he yeah, did the Michigan twice. He, you know, he do he he, he does the flippy puck. Yeah, flippy the flippy puck. puck. That's what they call it. <laughs> By the way, he's like, what do they call him? A TikTok hockey player? TikTok guy? <laughs> yeah. By the way, just uh, just looked it up. Rookie season, Moritz Sider, seven goals. 43 assists, 50 points. Rookie year as a defenseman yeah. on a on a yeah. on a not so great Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean really the Michigan good as a young defenseman as a rookie defenseman <laughs> on a team like that, having to having to carry around Danny goddamn DeKaiser the entire season, <laughs> yeah. like, that's yeah. not that's not a small feat. So I think I think I think Cider wins it. I think it'll be pretty convincing when the vote I'm hoping I'm hoping Zegris ends like second though in votes. He will. I think yeah, it's gonna I yeah. totally think you will. I just I'll just be yeah. curious to see how close it is. Yeah, yeah because like Zegris, yeah, he does the flippy puck stuff. But I mean, he scored what? He had uh I mean he had 61 points and only three of them. One was the alley oop that they call it, and then two were Michigan goals, the rest, and then he was playing with like third and fourth line guys for a yeah. Imagine how many points he would have if he didn't play with. Wasn't Nick Deloria on his line too? For yes. <laughs> Protect <laughs> him. And he and still got bullied. It was fucking Derek Grant and Jerry Mayhew. Like, yeah. Like, who knows how many points he would have put up if it was Milano, Zegers, and Troy Terry the entire season. The, you know? Yeah. Possibilities are endless. I even liked him with Comtois for a bit. That was that was fine. Yeah. Literally, yeah. better than Derek Grant. Literally, yeah. Literally, yeah. yeah. I'd rather have you play on the wing instead. Yeah, and I can't skate. Yeah. I'll just be crawling. That, that's kind of a high bar or a low bar uh, to be better than Derek Grant. The bar is on. I'm just the, say the bar is in the dirt. The bar is in the I'm not even. I'm not even wearing skates. I'm just like, because <laughs> I can't use them. So Chris is Chris is running on the ice. <laughs> Give him the little cleats. There you go. What are those? What are those little? And oh, Jake, you probably know. What do you guys use for the kids? At- oh, the seals. What the seal? The seal. <laughs> Perfect. Got the no, seal like in one that, hand, like pushing that, uh, it. It's like that old viral tweet about the penguins. That's what first would be the one where it's like the penguins always have fourteen injuries and five call-ups you've never heard of, and all the yeah. call-ups have like six <laughs> points. Yeah. 
That's what Chris would be. Yeah, Chris, the first person in NHL history to score 30 goals while skating with a seal. Pushing the seal in one hand and I got the stick in the other. <laughs> I'm mentally preparing myself for Zegris to not win tomorrow just because of, I mean, Cider, Cider deserves it. Like, Yeah, he deserves it. Lost, lost in all of it. Like, It is fun poking fun at other people and, you know, being being a troll online but like i think kind of to touch on what connor said earlier like a lot of the discourse was no side is in the right because both sides were messing with each other yeah but uh like you can't you can't deny that he doesn't deserve it like Mm -hmm. it'd be different if it was it was anybody else like yeah, it's hard. It's hard to sit back and be like, oh, okay, this young defenseman had 50 points on a team that was a lottery team again. And, you know, arguably was their best player. And no one knew who he was a couple seasons ago. Like, mm-hmm. if you remember when he got drafted, everyone was kind of like, why, why, why did the Red Wings do that? Like, yeah. he was kind of an, I wouldn't so, so much say he was a really off the board pick, but like Detroit clearly saw something in him and we're like you know what no we know this is our guy and we know that he's gonna be great and look at where it's at now like yeah the only thing i didn't like was people putting raymond above zegris now raymond is awesome i love watching him play but i just didn't like seeing him above zegris like come on dude (laughs) oh yeah i mean mean, he had a great start to the year yeah yeah he definitely i mean he definitely significantly tailed off in the latter half of the year especially after the all-star break and I i mean he's yeah, you know, we joked about Michael Bunting, but you know, if if we're gonna consider Michael Bunting a rookie, you know, I mean he is more deserving than mm-hmm. Lucas Raymond to be in the final three talks. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean Raymond and Snyder just walking those guys together. I mean, I'm at, I mean, I was talking to my buddy Scott, who actually is the host of Locked On Red Wings. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And he and I were kind of going back and forth a little bit. And like the entire year, he and I were just telling each other how much we we each love watching each other's teams play. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I wanted to see out of this. I wanted Ducks and Red Wings fans to just come together and enjoy each other's team. So I'm on, I'm on, I'm on that side. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on the troll side anymore. I was, <laughs> I was so, I was so surprised. Okay, I was, was as, like a week, but I was as shocked <laughs> at how much, how much hate Zegers was getting. Like it was just totally. out of nowhere. It's like, he's having fun. Like what's wrong. I mean, you can really like him. fun. You compare him to a guy like Connor McDavid, where watching him give an interview is like watching paint dry. It's like yeah. watching your toast to like start to like brown up. You're just like, <laughs> there is nothing here. Yeah. Meanwhile, you watch you watch Trevor in an interview, and he's funny, he's engaging, and he's just you can tell he loves the game and he's just having fun out there. And as he's got the swag, he's becoming the face a, of the NHL. And it's something I that think. this fan base, I mm-hmm. think, has this game, and but only, but this Ducks fan base too has just needed for so long just some exciting player to give some life back into this team. Yeah. But I am one of my favorite underrated Ducks rivalries has been the Red Wings Ducks oh, rivalry boy. of like <laughs> back in the early two th- or late 2000s, 2010s. I would love nothing more than for that to be reignited yet again. And why not every, now? Every one of those playoff series were absolutely electric and nasty. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I kind of miss them being in the Western Conference final, just like just our Western Conference uh just like yeah. a little bit just a little bit do you I, remember I kind of do too. what was it that nhl what was, i think it was nhl 
oh maybe oh nine but it was the with zetterberg and timu that were playing oh yeah the video game against mm-hmm. each other i yeah. think it was for xbox one because they were advertising like that you could talk to people now and they were like oh yeah to each other after i remember game. that yeah like the players fed into it too and it was fun so that's i would love yeah and you know for that it was just, it's just weird because hockey fans want everyone to like hockey right yep and then you get a, a guy like zegras coming in and then they hate it yep no not like that no yeah no. and he you want to pick and choose kills. how the how the game grows it's just weird yeah. he kills sharks that's why people don't like it. <laughs> I regret Listen. tweeting that so much, dude. I had a <laughs> conversation. Listen, the first game where the Ducks beat the Sharks, though, that that picture is going to resurface. I'm staying Maybe away. Maybe not from you, but from someone. <laughs> will re- if you're like, you know, Jake's going to tweet it. I got. I I went to like the darkest part of hockey Twitter that I've never seen in my life. Oh, it, it gets bad. It yeah. gets, sometimes you go through these quote tweets and these replies, and people, it's just like. <laughs> Do y'all have nothing better to do? Like, are you yeah. people that were like, I can't stand this guy. Now this made me even hate him even more. I was like, no, the, like the best part of it though, is that they were responding to that tweet. Like I did it. Oh, <laughs> like I, I killed this shark. Like I was there with, taking were, the picture. You were with them on their fishing trip. Yeah. I took the you got picture to go on the plane. Was that, did Getsy charter that plane for you guys? Yep. I took the picture. I encouraged Zegers to do it. I said, don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> Let's kill this thing. You clearly were wasting California's resources. <laughs> you were complaining about that for the no. What was there was something that they were complaining about though. I think it was that that fireman guy. <laughs> the fireman oh, guy was the oh, one yeah, that yeah, was yeah, saying okay. he puts out fires and you know that's a waste of resources. Yeah, he was comparing putting out fires to killing sharks. Jesus. <sighs> yeah. There's some Good some people you that. just can't please. That's... <laughs> and, if, and then some people are like they're just gonna hate Trevor. Like no matter what he does, everything he does, like yeah. they're just gonna hate on him. Did and you that... guys know he was the first person to ever go fishing? I found that so funny. He invented it. I'm so happy for him. I've been fishing a bunch of times in my life, but he was the first. Yeah. <laughs> he made it a sport, actually. It's crazy, like uh, what he's done for not even hockey, but now yeah. fishing. Like, come on, <laughs> one year in the NHL, and that's what he's done. He's Everybody changing the world. <laughs> the face of the Bass Pro Tour. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna walk in every, uh, you know, Tyler does those like entrance out of the car videos. He's gonna walk in with a Bass Pro Shops hat. <laughs> Oh, those, those like three dollar hats that everyone. Yes. Has. He he needs to show up. Uh, Zegras next season needs to show up with uh, a stuffed animal that's a shark. Oh yeah, <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he shows up with a shark skin bag. <laughs> just wearing like a big shark tooth around his neck. The whole jaw. <laughs> <laughs> But dazzled shark jaw. There we go. We know what to yeah. give them at uh, face-off best as they do with this. <laughs> Can you sign oh, my shark? Someone, someone should print out that picture and make him sign it. Yeah. Jake, that's you. I mean, I do want him to sign my jersey. So yeah, if I can get my jersey signed, just also be like, hey, could you like stand with this picture? <laughs> It'll. It, I'll. I'll print it out like I did the Johansson tweet. Yes. People at Staples will be just as confused as the last time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and speaking Uh of Trevor Zegers, just scrolling on Twitter today, uh, three years ago today, 
we drafted Trevor's English. Nice. So nice. Bless sure this day. Full circle. Here's to that. Bless Not June twentieth. Bless June twentieth. <laughs> I was one thing. Everyone in that what was it? Last year's cup run with Cole Caulfield. People were like, this many teams passed on Cole Caulfield, and I'm like, <laughs> we're chilling. Thank you. We're good. <laughs> Y'all could keep hey. five foot five Cole Caulfield. Zegris's dad didn't Short pick his nose like Turcotte, so you know we're fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Where would Z go if they did a redraft? He'd probably go two or three, two or three at the worst. Yeah. I well, he, he said that. he interviewed with a bunch of teams and like he interviewed with LA and he was like, Oh sweet, they're gonna take me. And then they didn't take him. He was like, Oh, oh okay, God. whatever. <laughs> what was... I think I think I, I I still think Hughes goes one just because you can't knock that outside, but I think it's huge ciders and grist for any combination. If the 2019 draft is redone. All right. Let's get on to the topic that we've all been waiting to discuss. Your favorite Who's one. Favorite? <laughs> Our man, John Gibson, the last week has blown up hockey Twitter. Leafs fans are salivating at the chance to get him. And <laughs> Oilers fans are thinking he's the answer to their goaltending problems, but Let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about what has transpired. And we can start, honestly, I want to go even further from last week. I want to go to the trade deadline. I want to go to that Ricard Raquel trade with Pittsburgh. Zach Aston Reese, it was Dominique Simone. It was a second round pick. And then goalie prospect from Sweden, Callie Klang. Klang gang. <laughs> a lot of the reaction on Twitter was like, okay, we got it. All right, a goalie out of that. That's Does that say anything about the future of John Gibson? People weren't sure, but that was very beginning now. Fast forward to this week. Last week, there were tweets about management not being happy with Gibson being very, not vocal, but showing his frustration and anger (laughs) on the ice and possibly being some rift between there and management, both parties knowing they're not exactly happy with each other. And then Alberga tweeted last week that Gibson is open to being dealt which of course let twi- lit Twitter on fire. And that's where <laughs> literally I got tagged in so many things on TikTok from Leafs fans asking like trade mock trades, things like that. And then of course, Eric Steven came out, asked Gibby himself, said directly if he wants a trade and Gibson said, no, he's happy in Anaheim. But as many Ducks fans pointed out, just because he hasn't requested a trade doesn't mean he's not open to one. And that's where people, I think that's where the line got a little blurred there in a sense. Yeah. But I feel like we we do this song and dance every year for the last, what, three years? Ever At since 28, <laughs> ever since, you know, that absolute tank job, absolute awful tw- 2019 stretch. I feel like that's got John Gibson's been in the trade discussion. I mean, honestly, even I think it was this season where, uh, no, it was the ESPN broadcast. I can't remember what game it was, but ESPN had the game. And what's her name? Oh, it's Leah Hextall. Leah Hextall. Thank Leah you. Hextall. Leah Hextall and Kevin Weeks were literally talking about how John Gibson would want to trade. Oh, you know, to a more experienced team. And then Emily Kaplan said, we have spoken to his agent. And he said, there is no truth to that. He is happy in Anaheim. I was like, <laughs> thank you. Can we just not talk about this? But of course, we're never not going to talk about it. Yeah. It's going to be the discourse as long as the ducks are bad. So what are your thoughts and reaction to this entire week? It made me yawn. <laughs> <laughs> the same stuff over and over again with him. But I, I do feel like he ends up getting moved. I don't know if it's this off season or at next season's trade deadline, but I just think there's too much talk, especially for a ducks team that never lets anything get out. 
And honestly, if he were to get traded, I, you know, the devils are looking to move that they're number two for this year. You know, I kind of definitely second Chris on that. You know, I, I just Kurt Overhard and Eric Stevens come out, you know, shooting down everything that, you know, the Nick Alberga or Alberga, however you pronounce his name, uh, reported. It still doesn't really move me in terms of what I think is going to happen. You know, I think what I heard from Overhard and Gibson and just kind of what everybody read, I think that is just, just to me, it kind of read as exactly what you'd expect a player's agent to say mm-hmm. a week after his player was just kind of thrown under the bus by Frank Saravalli saying that he's got a poor attitude Yeah, and the team isn't happy with him. He isn't happy with the team. I think maybe it was a little bit of saving face. And to me, I'm like, yeah, that's just kind of what an agent is supposed to say. Like, but as you kind of mentioned, Andy, the whole thing that got twisted with Nick Alberge's tweet was he never said that he never reported that John Gibson requested a trade. I think yeah. everybody yeah. saw him, everyone saw the word Gibson and trade and just flew off the head. what yeah. he said was john gibson has told the team now that he'd be open to a trade which just yeah. means hey i'd like to stay here if you want if you want me here cool but if you want to explore other avenues i'm fine with that huge difference that's all he was reporting yeah. and i think people maybe needed a little bit of a grammar lesson <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit you know meant processing what was said but yeah i, I mean i'm not really moved by the whole Alberta scandal or yeah. scandal, if you want to call it that. <laughs> it is a scandal. Uh, it's fine. We'll call it a scandal. Alberta Gate. Alberta Lewis is a scandal. Yeah, I'm not I'm not moved by it. I I still think he's traded. Now I will say if day one of the draft finishes up and he hasn't been traded, I think he's more than likely staying next year because I think any John Gibson trade, no matter who he's traded to is going to involve picks for this year, whether it's us giving up some more, whether it's us adding to the trade to get a little bit more back or us getting picks back for John Gibson. I just, I don't see us walking away with a John Gibson return without any picks from this year's first round being involved. Totally. Whether it's us receiving a new one or whether it's us sending number 10 or number 22 off. Um, yeah, I just, I think if he is traded, I think it's going to happen before the draft before day one of the draft i'm not sure if that's a trade that happens on the draft floor but for me it's like 60 40 maybe getting into 70 30 i think it's going to be good more than more than i think it's staying so yeah i'm just checked out on it i just either do it or don't i want the offseason to get here so fast so it could just be handled with i'm just over it right but yeah he's probably gone probably 60 40 what are you gonna do <laughs> i just think it's a question of you know it, the question Patrick Lee has to weigh is, you know, does he think that John Gibson can get back to what he was, you know, before those horrible runs of 2018, 2019, 2020? Yeah. You know, he's had those injury issues. You know, he's had, I think, one or two, one or two uh, concussion issues now. Yeah. And then he's had the nagging groin injury that's never really gone away that he seems to re-aggravate re-aggra- every season, which is a pretty crippling injury if you're a, a flexible and mobile goaltender like he is you know can can he get back to his old style and I just I I, I'm not sure if he can I think if anything can he get a little bit better can he improve with a little bit with a little bit better of a team around him sure but I think with his contract situation and with the way this Ducks core is moving and the way we think Verbeek seems to be shaping towards the future I'm, I'm I just don't think it makes sense to 
keep riding along with John Gibson when you have Lucas Dostal and Callie Quinn like, yeah. waiting in the wings. You know, I I think you have to bet on at least one of your two token goalie prospects hitting. They both hit great. You tandem them for a couple of years, and then you kind of have a situation with what we had with Freddie Anderson and John Gibson back in the day. You just have to ship one of them off for a return and whatever you see fit. But, yeah, that's kind of where I am. I think he's moved, and, um, you know, I think I, – I do think Rubik is going to ride with Dostal and Plank. That'd be fun. It would. I mean, I mean, two talented European goaltenders. I mean, I mean, a lot of people weren't familiar with Cali Klang because I I forget who pointed it out. It might have been it may have been Chris Peters at Daily Faceoff. It may have been Corey Prominent, the athletic, but they said that they're often told by scouts and told by European scouts specifically that oftentimes European goaltenders are severely underrated or even like straight up not scouted properly compared to North American goaltenders. And there's a lot of bias in the rankings to North American goaltenders when it comes like that. So it's why you never really heard Lucas Dostal's name until the last couple of years when he tore it up in Finland. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, right. this guy has passed up almost every single every single goalie that was drafted ahead of him in the draft year. Why didn't we hear about him? Well, it's just kind of those those biases kicking in and what you hear in the media over here. You know, you're you're gonna kind of favor your your Canadian, your North American goalies. So yeah, I think I think I think we're in a good spot with Lucas Dostal and Pally Klang and which I think there's no denying the Ducks do pretty well when Europe, as far as goaltenders go with the yes. last like, 12 right, exactly. years. Like, and, yeah. Like, and that's why I trust our track record yeah. of developing goaltenders. And which is why I think at least one of Lucas Dostal or Callie Klang are going to hit for us. So, yeah. Yeah. I think Lucas Dostal needs to be in Anaheim this year though. His backup. Yeah. I think it's time for that. What happened to Erickson Eck? I remember he was supposed to be, like the, Even, is he in the San guy, Diego? yeah, he's in San Diego. Just... And I'm, I mean, he's not on the on the same plane as Dossel or Clang. No, but I mean, I mean, you know, if anything, you know, maybe he could he could develop into an okay NHL back. I mean, I mean, I I'm pretty sure he's still only like 22 or 23. Yeah, like so there's definitely yeah. still a little bit of time. You know, we know goaltenders take a little bit. You know, they're kind of like defensemen; they kind of develop a little bit later. But mm-hmm. um, man, I'm kind yeah. of of the opinion that I don't know how to react if he gets traded. Not that I feel like I'd freak out, but it's just like knowing we'd actually get something that's valuable and like helps the team instead of like a used couch and a guy who was good like 15 seasons ago. You know, yeah. I, Chris Kelly. I, <laughs> I feel like. Ricky Bobby, I don't know what to do with my hands. Because <laughs> yeah. there's, it's like, I think that's the big thing with her because it's like, there's so much that he can do. Yeah. And like, it's a mixed bag because like, we don't know what to expect with him. Where with Murray, it was just like, oh, this guy's in the rumor mill. Okay. He's being traded for a, you know, bottom, bottom two defenseman and uh, a guy who should have retired seven years ago. But, you know, here we go. <laughs> That's the Bob Murray Man. special. It's a guy that all it, was good years ago, and he's like, "No, yeah. he can. St- he's a diamond in the rough. I can fix him." <laughs> you see he's how he blocks shots. All it cost us was a second round pick, and this guy who has scored once in his ten NHL games. Oh, would you look at that? He broke out in that other place. Oh, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> but it is also kind of nice having a little more that's out there, you know, instead of finding out that the guy was mad at the organization until after he's gone, you know, things are a little looser now and it's like, okay, you know, guys, 
something something has changed where we're getting that information more readily instead of again you know and it coming out after the guy's gone or you know after the dust has settled it's exciting but also scary because it's just like it also just means that you know we could be in for a hell of a summer because Kirby could just be like hey yeah so guys cool i have the reins now uh you know if you're not if you're uh older than michael bunting you know you're gone <laughs> i mean i wouldn't be shocked if he did that honestly i feel yeah. like the reason like one of the reasons the samuelis brought him in is like listen they're tired of not getting that playoff coin they're tired of not getting that playoff <laughs> revenue like they want they want change they want to be back in the playoffs they want to have a competitive team again and bob was just de- delaying the absolute inevitable and that was an absolute explosion and absolute rebuild you know the retool quote and like what was it but it was before 2020 where he was like "Ah, this is a team that can make the playoffs that can be competitive and it's like i think all of us at that point were like what (laughs) you know that we don't and jacob larson (laughs) on the same pairing made me want to jump off a cliff yeah Yeah. (laughs) all i need shattenkirk and i'm good to go (laughs) <laughs> the grit heart and determination the ducks way <laughs> god well I'm, i mean it kind of kind of like jake and annie kind of both said you know i i do think that that's kind of why we should expect a very active offseason from Patrick because we're just ducks fans are just so used to the slow mundane one or two move here or there offseason that we've had from bob murray right in the last five or six years and I think these Gibson rumors are kind of taking a lot of people by surprise because if you really think about it, we haven't had this much smoke around one of our star key players potentially being traded since the Bobby Ryan trade in 2013 that brought us Jack Wilford. A long time, literally almost 10 years ago. That was almost 10 so years think, ago. Whew, that's you know, crazy. That makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Like, like, like five feet. years. That's what that graphic came out of Bobby taking over the NHL Twitter and they made it the senator's picture like the biggest. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he did spend most of his career there. I like yeah. I like that he answered my uh, Perry memory question. Yes. We did. Yeah. Good, good guy, Bobby. <laughs> good guy, Bob. He's, I met him at the old, what was it, Hockey Monkey was the one in Irvine. He was doing like yeah. a signing, like it was like 10 years ago, but he was nicest guy was talking to people i will always have a special place in my heart for that guy <laughs> especially with everything he went through you know 20 was it 2021 was that 2020 or 2021 where he came back oh. and had the hat trick in his first game back or second game his first game at home his second game back i think yeah i think that was, that was i want to say that was 90. COVID. so i think that was 2020 was it Everything i can't i can't have, remember it might have been it might have been before it might have been before the the shutdown it might have been the 1920 kind of weird yeah it might have been yeah like you said it might have been that same season that that, that everything shut down because there, shut- there were definitely fans at that game yeah they gave him the standing ovation and he was crying yeah, yeah. he won the masters right? that year i know so yeah. i think it was 2020 i think it was just before the lockdown it was right before the but- it was right before the nick delory hatchet shut down <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The world knew it had to just <laughs> slow down. We take two years off to recover. We need to slow <laughs> down. All right. We're going to have a lot. It'll be a busy summer for us to talk a lot about off-season moves and things we think the Ducks will do. But let's move on to 
a segment we're going to keep at every episode and that's listener questions where we tweet out and everybody replies with questions. I think we'll, we'll probably do discord there too in the future and things like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. Yeah, right. definitely. First questions from Jenny favorite away arenas. Anybody have a favorite? Let's see. Yeah, let's... I can go first. Cause I haven't been to many away arenas, but All right, go for it. um, Colorado is my favorite just because uh, the season I went and saw them was the year that they got in the car because of how bad they were. Oh. Um, so I got to see pretty much the whole arena because there was nobody there. So that was fun walking around when it was still, that was when it was still the Pepsi Center. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I walked around, I think, the entire warm up, the first game I went to. And I was just like, wow, like looking at everything, I was just like, it looks so small on the outside, but then you walk inside and it's just like, it's gigantic. Their jumbotron um, is crazy too, man. I watched, I think I watched the entire game from the jumbotron. I don't think I looked <laughs> at the ice just because it's like that ADHD part of my brain was just like shiny light. Was like a moth <laughs> sitting there, just like stare at the light. Like me and my first Rams game at SoFi this year. Oh, jeez, yeah. Focus on the field. <laughs> I want to go this year. I have not been yet. Oh, I got fun. tickets to Raiders Chargers week one, so nice. I'd say my favorite away arenas that I've been to definitely Rogers Rogers Arena in Vancouver, and then I mean, come on, how can it not be Madison Square Garden? Vancouver, easily. I've only been there once, but I did go to a Canucks Ducks game there, and that was just awesome. It's a gorgeous city. Probably my favorite North American city, definitely. And then, I mean, come on, New York, the Big Apple, Madison Square Garden, all that history. Yeah. Going, to, going to the two Rangers games I've been to were, uh, were, were pretty fun, pretty special. So I want to get to MSG so bad. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. It looks so cramped there. Like, the seats look, like, so close together. Well, they it are. was. And I think, Annie, Annie didn't you – lived in new york or like i lived in new york for three years i was at game five last uh, was it two weeks ago now so i was there recently but i didn't get to go msg hockey tickets are expensive in new york like it's (laughs) asinine how expensive it is to get into those get into the knicks are even worse because they're like no matter how big any other new york sports gets the miserable knicks are probably the most popular and it's crazy (laughs) just how insufferable that franchise has been. I couldn't even imagine being in like you talk about being a miserable sports fan. You talk about being a Leafs fan. You talk about being what what's another miserable sports franchise? Any Minnesota sport? Like Knicks fans are down bad for, for any <laughs> token of success. But no, it's I think a big part of it too in MSG is the like they've just got like this weird ceiling, like with wood paneling for like yeah. concerts. So just the sound just rings in there like i've never had a, i've never seen a concert in there i saw canelo fight there and i've seen two ranger games one playoff game but the sound is just beautiful <laughs> mm-hmm. like it just but how'd, how'd you like the the watch party the rangers watch party that was fun that was interesting so it started raining but uh people uh-huh. were people came out in troves people obviously like you see all the weird jer- I, I love playoff time because people just bring out you know the weird jerseys they haven't touched in years <laughs> or like their dad's old jersey they wear it i saw a couple dan girardis out Jeez. there and i was like i had to remind myself he was a ranger for a bit um who else <laughs> it's a pretty man yeah i saw a michael del zotto jersey believe it or not i was like <laughs> oh, oh sure <laughs> how much did you get? <laughs> that's a waste of 150 dollars right there 
it's all like the I love going around, especially at Honda Center. I love going around seeing all like the random players people have. I always have to look. Whenever I see a jersey, I gotta look at who has it. But <laughs> I mean, just the being around playoff hockey and being in that atmosphere again was just so cool because I've missed it so much with us not being in the playoffs the last four years. But is Lou is Lou the only uh Ducks fan with a Jared Bowl jersey? <laughs> oh yeah, I have a Jared Bowl sweater, I have a Nick Delorier <laughs> sweater. Um I think I even have a Clayton Stoner sweater. Stoner too? I think so. If you need, if you need a meme jersey, just go to Luke Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's your favorite uh, away arena then, uh, Annie? Uh, MSG is definitely up there. I'm trying to think where I've been. I've been to Vegas. Vegas was, I mean, it was cool. Like the the, the pre-show, like everything is a little much for me, but I, it's very <laughs> Vegas. I get it. I, as much as I despise that franchise, there's hearing the anthem at the United Center and being there. And as much as I hate Chelsea Dagger, I lived in Chicago for two years and I went to the Hawks Ducks game. Someone got us tickets and the Ducks shut them out three nothing. So I didn't get to hear Chelsea Dagger once. <laughs> it was the perfect, perfect game. But as there's nothing like the anthem there and it's something special and definitely something uh, everybody, every hockey fan should see. I've been to the TD Garden too. That one. That was fun. You've been to a lot, haven't you? I've, oh. I've lived a lot. Of, I I lived in Pittsburgh, and then which I've been to oh, Consol PPG Paints, hmm. but I also don't. We'll we'll get to our our top five hated teams, but let's <laughs> disclaimer: the Penguins aren't one of my favorite. I've been to Bridgestone, unfortunately, and mm. then that's I think that's pretty much it. I haven't been I haven't been to that many, but I've been to like a good when when you lay out like thirty two. I haven't really been to that many. Like I've never been to Canada. I haven't been any of the Florida ones or Carolina or any South DC. I went to a preseason game. I don't count that, but yeah, MS I'd go MSG and United center. Those are my two. I've been to the arena in DC, but it was for basketball. Eh. So I'm it, not going to count that. It's old. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't love it. Yeah. I was not impressed. I'd say my favorite is probably, I still need to get to Vegas. Yeah. It's going to be ASU, right? <laughs> yeah, asu yep the pink whitney box <laughs> oh my god i'll say it's probably between tampa and colorado colorado was probably i wasn't expecting it to i don't know is this really nice like because it's an older arena isn't it i'm pretty sure they it was like uh, built so, in 90 yeah. something it's it's the same arena that was the Pepsi Center, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They just gave it a face. Yeah. So it it looked awesome. Like it, it didn't look like it was old or anything. It was yeah. it was beautiful in there. I love that arena. Nobody's so been probably... to... yeah. Sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. I said nobody's been to Seattle yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I need to get there though. Doesn't have a pirate ship. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> pirate ship. <laughs> Five out of ten experience wasn't what I thought. No pirate ship. <laughs> well, I've been to the Prudential hockey. Center too. That place sucks. I hate Prudential Center. Really? Yeah. No Wi-Fi. So that and no service. So uh, our devil's friends won't like that answer. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I've only been to Staples in Vegas. So, and I was like really drunk when I went to Vegas. So I don't remember Fair enough, a single as you thing. Staples Center is big. It is big. Yeah, I've only been there once, and I was like, wow, that's a big arena. Have you guys been since it was renamed to Crypto? No. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Do not recommend. 
<laughs> Still haven't been to a game in LA. Really? Yeah. It's okay. I've only yeah. been I've only been to um well Buffalo obviously and then uh Carolina because I lived there for a bit and then I've been to Tampa, Anaheim, of course, and then here. That's about it. I definitely need to get to more because I want Vegas and Seattle are like top of my list. Yeah. I feel like with COVID and like no odd no crowds for the last two years, that's really kind of put a damper on a lot of people's. Mm-hmm. A lot of people's checklist there. Next question from PNP Hockey. I know Jake plays. Can everybody skate? Also, I am Hayski08 in Discord. What's up? All right. Who can skate here besides Jake? Nope. I can skate nope. a little bit still. Yeah. I still kind of got my chops going, but <laughs> I got nothing. It's, not, it's definitely not what it used to be, but I can I can get by. I can play street hockey. I'm really good at running. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I got, man. <laughs> my thing is don't ask me to stop that's that's where I, i'm like luis mendoza I yeah like skate but when you, i'll crash into the net when i need to stop right. yeah i don't want to skate because i don't really want to spend the night in the emergency room with a broken leg so <laughs> uh, no thanks i'd visit you lou <laughs> Wait, that would be a great start to the series, though. Like, have just have Lou go and test outdoor rinks and have him with the seal. I'm gonna look like the SpongeBob guy after like three. <laughs> <laughs> rinks. My my All right, next one's from Andrew. Um, Herzog, I think is how I do not know how to Zoggy. say that. Zoggy. Zoggy, shout out Zoggy. Okay, cool. Who are you looking for the Ducks to take at pick 10 or thoughts on moving the pick? Uh, Connor, we discussed that you were going to take this question. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, so, Connor. <laughs> so as the draft gets closer here, I think we're like two and a half, three weeks away. Um, we'll, we'll do a little bit more of like a draft centered podcast and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go into who I like for the Ducks at 10 and yeah. we'll kind of dip into uh, pick 22 a little bit, but uh, just a little teaser. My, my top two wants for the Ducks at 10 are Cutter Gauthier or Frank Nazar. Both Kind of like Zegers are from the are from a, the U.S. development program. So um, Cutter Gauthier is committed to go to Boston College. Uh, Frank Bazaar is committed to go play uh, to go play that stacked Michigan team. Hopefully keep that keep that program going. But yeah, so my top two wants right now are Cutter Gauthier and Frank Bazaar, and uh, we'll uh, we'll dive a little bit deeper into that in a uh, in an episode coming to you soon. I personally want Casper, but I do not have the information to say why. <laughs> I like the I'll name. I'll say Casper, Casper is pretty high on my list. I do, I do love. Okay. This. I do love what, me some Marco Casper. So, what are those memes about sports fans where it's like the the, the analytics nerds and then the he got that dog in him? Like, <laughs> dog in him. Real sad, That's how you feel about. It. Well, I will say Marco Casper and Frank Mazar. I would I would say that they're dog in him is in okay. <laughs> the way they play so it's what i'm looking for <laughs> what does their what does their x grit stat look like grit? Oh, what's their grit per 60 <laughs> x grit shout out uh, shout out our friend garrett tune with that one <laughs> all right next we got a literal mouse who says when by chance might we see fan <laughs> escalators <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that michael scott moment in the office when he's like i love I'd inside like jokes i'd love to be a part of <laughs> one someday. Be someday. 
I will, speak for, I will speak for everybody when I say that there will be escalators when Dave does not call it walking. So, <laughs> Ryan, you got to walk. Ryan, you got to walk. Sorry. Use the stairs. Those who are unfamiliar with Ryan, he is everybody's favorite Kings fan, but it's super. <laughs> and, um, Just hearing his at. <laughs> a literal mouse. And Chris and I will not be involved in this question. We'll let, we'll let the three of you take it. But Jake Rudolph asks, I feel like I need to hear a North County, South County debate. So Orange County uh, boys Jake, have you know, at it. All right. Well, shout out Jake and Crash Upon, first of all. And uh, the debate is where do you split orange, North Orange County and South Orange County? And the correct answer is use Highway 55 as a divider. So everything southern of 55 is southern Orange County and everything north is uh, North OC. Yep, and the line that splits Orange County, it's not, it's not straight. It's a horizontal <laughs> line. Tustin is the most southern part of North Orange County. Thank well, the city, Newport the Beach, city, Newport Beach, Newport Beach is Beach. not North County. <laughs> Newport Beach is south. Like how Tustin is the most southern part of North Orange County, Newport Beach is the most northern beach city in South County. Huntington Beach begins North County, and that is the end of debate. There are no more other, there, there's no other right answers. It is an objective answer, and it's, it's me and Luke's. Shots fired at Crash the Pond. Yep. <laughs> We win. Felix, if you're listening, it's a win for Team Tree. <laughs> Next one. Oh, boy. Nevada Perkins asks, if you were to eat Wild Wing, what <laughs> dipping sauce would be your go-to? Uh, the correct answer is Polynesian sauce. Next question. <laughs> I'm going Asian Zing sauce from Buffalo Wild Wings. Ranch mixed with honey. You ever ma- mix ranch with honey? Oh, hell yeah, Lou. That shit's good. I'll go with Lou on that one. That's my answer. So we'll have to do that next season. Kenny, what do you got? <laughs> I was going to, what's the, I'm trying to think, what's, what do you normally eat when you eat like duck? What do you eat? <laughs> Fuck, like, I don't normally I eat know. duck. <laughs> well, if you go to like a Chinese restaurant, you can get like Beijing duck. I don't know. Uh, Beijing duck sauce. Okay. Uh, Beijing, Beijing duck, duck sauce. That's a solid. I also love Chick-fil-A sauce. Sure. So there you I go. Think I would do that. I don't know how that would go with duck, but. I feel bad Probably. because there's a, literally my pinned tweet is me with Wild Wing. So yeah, sure is. A video of me and Wild Wing, so I feel a little bad answering this. But uh, well, might things not change. Be, might not be invited back ever. That's okay. I, I can accept that. <laughs> Let's see. Christine asked. We kind of answered how long we've been Ducks fans, but what are your favorite? What's your favorite Ducks memory? Cup. Cup wins. Got to be mine. Easy. Same here. Cup win. I yeah. think second, like, honestly, a close second would probably be the outdoor game against the, the Kings just because I was there. Like, I was able to get out there, and I was living in North Carolina at the time. Yeah. So to be able to get out there and see, like, the first outdoor game ever in California and with it being, you know, with the Ducks being involved, and then they win, they shut the Kings out. I mean, it was, like, the perfect day. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. Also, a little honorable mention because I was at this game, and it was awesome. 2015 Western Conference Western Conference Final Game Five when Bolesky had the OT goal Oof. 30 seconds Oof. in after Jonathan Taves scored two goals within the final minute to tie it up. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Because I thought we were winning the cup. When that goal went in, I thought we were winning the cup. Yeah, and same. It's a yeah. shame, and it's a shame that the rest of the playoffs were canceled due to some horrible disease after that, and the, yeah, and the, and the final wasn't played. Really so cool. nope. it's a shame yeah, that we never found out who would win. But sad, know, really. Ducks, so. It's the year we all had amnesia. <laughs> yeah. I just, 
Dude, I was watching that game in a Chicago bar in Scottsdale, and every time the Black, like the Blackhawks scored, their goal song would play. Oh, like they had the 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 goal light going off, the song going off, and when the Ducks won in overtime, I'm like, am I going to be all right leaving? <laughs> I was literally the only Ducks fan there. It's terrible. I'm going to go a little off the board and go with one from this year because I was there in person, but um, I was there for uh, the point when gets off at the milestone. I think that was the same game that Zegers did the stick pass. Um, yeah. And I like that. And it's a good memory because I had Caps fans all around us down in the lower bowl. And I mean, they weren't like, they weren't being obnoxious or anything, but I did have mustard spilled on me and I just Oof. kind of felt vindicated mm. after that. So I turned around and cheered very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mine favorite's probably the Halloween game of this last year. Was that when Getsy got 1,000? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was, that was the just yeah. goal and seeing the entire team get off the bench and, yeah, that, and whatnot. That was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. And the Washington game that Jake was talking about just now, That those are probably my two favorite. I was at, at the comeback of Catella, but I left like five minutes early because I had a bunch <laughs> of obnoxious uh, – fans oiler fans behind me they were yeah. just annoying and we didn't think they were going to come back and heard that was that a horn in oh, the parking no. lot and we were like well <gasps> that sucks lou left let's play <laughs> yeah what are you gonna do i guess that was a rough year or two with with oilers fans on oh. like twitter and stuff i'm yeah. i feel like i'm not allowed in alberta TSA <laughs> has your face as soon as you cross the room. <laughs> They're like, yeah, nope. border, border Patrol's got it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try going in on car. They're, the nope. Mounties are there waiting for you. <laughs> nope, nope. What about you, Annie? That's t- There's so many to pick from. I mean, a personal, aside from the cup, I'm going to try to, uh, I think that's an obvious one, but. I would say Perry's heart heart year was one of my favorites. Just being able, I was a senior in high school that year and would just drive up to every game that I could with for how little money I had, but it was just so cool to see. And I cherish that the gets laugh, Perry, Ryan, Eris, like something about that. Like it, I just feel robbed that, that, that those guys never saw cup success together. Yeah. Like just the limitless potential there. I was living in Chicago for the comeback on Catella. And I was remember being so frustrated. I was, it was Cinco de Mayo. We were like, <laughs> I was watching with my friends and I remember being so frustrated. I was like, okay, let's just go out. I need to forget about this. And the game's on at this one bar. And obviously I was like, I can't not watch it. So <laughs> I go and I just absolutely lose my it was just it blacked out like it was just pure joy pure everything like I that was one thing I thought this year is special like let's let's go let's run at it and of course you know we won't talk about what happened you know we won't talk about the next round that's fine crazy we had amnesia that year too it seems like a real problem it It really is get amnesia it's it's bad it's just ridiculous man crazy how that happened every other year Ooh. We got the hockey boomer from uh, was it Forever Mighty? Oh yeah. Would love to know your favorite non-hockey athletes. 
All right, well, shout out to the Warriors, NBA champs once again. <laughs> Nobody thought we could do it, and we did it again. Four-time champs, and <laughs> shout out, uh, shout out them. And uh, I'd probably say Stephen Curry, my favorite basketball athlete, greatest, he's top ten player of all time. And if you think otherwise, you're wrong. Argue with the wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> Baseball now probably Mike Trout, all time Barry Bonds obviously. I'm a Giants fan. Um, football, I'm a Raider fan, so Charles Woodson. That's about it. Yeah. I'd say like because I don't like outside of hockey. I really just follow. Like I really like soccer, so I'd probably go like Zlatan. It's a good one. For for soccer, uh, basketball, I don't follow it, but Jimmy Butler is hilarious. I love that guy. Like I, I was going for the Heat just because he was on the team. Yeah, I like Jimmy. Yeah. I love Jimmy Butler. If we're going all time, uh, I, I had a weird phase as a kid where I liked the Dodgers because my dad played Sunday baseball on a team that was the Dodgers. <laughs> um, but I loved me some Eric Gagne as a kid. Oh yeah. Say that. Uh, oh yeah. I, uh, for some reason, as a kid, I thought having astigmatism and needing goggles to see was the coolest thing ever, and wanted goggles <laughs> like him. Um, but my dad would let me go on the pitcher's mound when they'd practice, and I would make him bring his stereo out and play Guns N' Roses because I wanted to be Eric Gagne. Um, but yeah, and then I had a weird phase as a teenager where I was like, wait. I don't like the Dodgers. I never liked the Dodgers. I was a dumb kid. And then <laughs> I was around the time that the Angels had Trout. So I'd say probably current Trout just because I want that man to succeed. But, you know, such is life as, as an Angels fan. But if we're talking all time, definitely, definitely love me some Eric Garner. Excellent choice. I'll give three different ones in three different sports. So easily off the top of my head, Lionel Messi. Greatest player of all time, argue with the wall. Um, <laughs> baseball, definitely a tie between Mike Trout and Vladimir Guerrero Sr. And then number three, because I know, and I'm sorry, Lou, you're not going to like this one, but definitely my favorite football player of all time, Peyton Manning. <laughs> Peyton Manning. <laughs> Let me throw Josh Allen as well. Go Bills. Do love us some Josh Allen here. <laughs> That's oh, Ducks that, fan Josh Allen. Ducks fan Josh Allen. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Ducks diehard Josh yep. Allen. Orange Alliance member Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Orange Alliance is good enough for Josh. It's good enough for yeah. me. <laughs> I just don't I mean, have I just being don't have a member money. and not going any games. You can see the other Oh, with that new contract? Absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, Annie. Kobe Bryant, for sure. I grew up, a, I'm a Lakers fan, so. That's all-time favorite athlete. Uh, Dodgers-wise, currently Mookie Betts. Uh, first favorite Dodger was Sean Green. And then slowly, Nomar Garciaparra was like one of my favorite baseball players. So when he came to the Dodgers, I know it was a short stint, but I was very, I got a jersey right away. I still have it. Noma. So, so Noma's <laughs> up there for sure. Also married to Mia Hamm. Perfect. Oh. Um, and then, oh, football, easily, easily Lamar Jackson. I love the man. You can't see. I have a for the prayer candles I have here. I have a Lamar Jackson prayer candle as well. Nice, <laughs> nice. 
amidst my Ducks tweets in the fall and frustrated Dodgers tweets, you will find my Ravens Lamar Jackson tweets. So. I've always had like a soft spot for the Ravens. I don't know why. I've always liked them. What can I say? <laughs> Better than having a soft spot for the Steelers. So. Oh my God, I can't stand the Steelers. Mm. Especially Not now, so- you see Chase Claypool said he was a top three wide receiver in the league. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, maybe maybe top three on your team. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, number th- being number if three. He's healthy. Yeah. Top three on your team, and it's not one or two. Yeah. <laughs> it's not one or two. Oh my God. Uh, all right. Next one from CJ Woodling. Another crash the pond guy. Shout out, CJ. You do. If you had pro athlete money and could buy one random useless thing, a la Getsy Chicken Coop, what would it be? I don't think I wouldn't call it Chicken Coop useless. I mean, but hmm. I get where he's going at. Yeah. Non necessity. What would it be? Someone else can go. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a hard here. question. I have to think about that. Oh, I buy. I'd have a man cave with like at minimum 10 different working cats Ooh. that I, that I pay somebody to come and like change the kegs out. <laughs> but I don't want to do that. I'd buy a boat. I love boats. It's a boat. You know what? I'll buy a boat too. Cause yeah. there's no water around here. So I can't use it. <laughs> so it just, sits boat there. just sit, sits in the yard. You can go to Havasu. Yeah. True. I feel like I go the opposite direction and buy a Zamboni just to commemorate my time. <laughs> a street legal Zamboni. Dude, that'd be sick. That would be sick. But those things die all the time. So like you die in the middle of like the freeway and just be like, oh shit, guys, I gotta change the propane. <laughs> I'll just buy a jet, but don't hire a pilot. <laughs> so it just yeah, sits there. Uh, I guess a boat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we got three that boats. That's a hard question. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's something I, I have to think about. Yeah, three boats and a zamboni. Listen, one, and one jet, <laughs> and a jet. We'll pregame at Connor's place, and then we'll go out on. We'll go to Newport on the marina, tie our boats together. It'll be yeah. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jake can take us there on his zamboni. <laughs> Jake's the Uber. <laughs> See, everything, everything, everything works out. Hey, those things would be street legal. They can only go like. 20 miles an hour. So. I would love for you to be an Uber driving a Zamboni around. Hey, the, the rain have a fan bony that like the middle of the tanks cut out. So like it's just an area for people to sit. So they just drive people around like that they're sitting inside like the carcass of the Zamboni. The carcass of the Zamboni. It's, it's really cool. They have like lights and like a loud horn on it. It's <laughs> impressive. All right, last question from Dalton Keys at Ducks Keys. We got UFA Paul or UFA Palat? Andre Palat. Palat. Andre Palat, 10 years, 10, Andre Palat, 10 years, 10 million. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a good veteran dad. Yeah, I think it's definitely Palat. That's yeah. the first thing Verbeek does on July 13th. Just. Yep. 10 for get, yeah. I mean, that's. That's like the perfect kind of veteran presence you inject into a lineup like this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm and I've been beating the drum about it for the last couple of weeks in the crash upon Discord. So yeah, I'm all aboard the Andre Palat train. 
think that's a we five for to, five. We oh, have to ask the uh, the real questions. Is Nikita Kucherov a product of Andre Palat? <laughs> <laughs> these, these are the, the hard-hitting takes we have here. All right, we got our last segment of our first episode. We asked each member to come with the top five teams in the league that they hate the most, and we're going to go side by side. See how many we have in common. See what's different. Who wants to start out? Who wants to give the top five teams they hate the most? I'll go first because mine's easy. Nashville Predators five times. <laughs> <laughs> just you can do like, you know, like the, the three stars of the game, just put a different person's face down the line five times. <laughs> yeah. So like Johansson and then, you know, just go off the list. Flames, <laughs> Oilers, Preds. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, Luke, go ahead. Flames, Oilers, Preds, Capitals, and Vegas. Capitals? <laughs> I think they're all just evil, just evil teams. <laughs> they need to be defeated, and uh, their fans suck. They're all evil. <laughs> oh, man. Andy, that's, that's got to be the first media clip ever posted on the Twitter. <laughs> Blue calling Capitals. 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 <laughs> they're all evil. <laughs> I'd say the Kings are still number one for me, but um, I'd say Kings, Vegas, San Jose, Chicago for a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, and then probably Nashville or Nashville or Edmonton, probably. I will go with Preds have been number one for me, the, the most hated for probably – five or six years now. Uh, then it's Kings, Sharks, Oilers, Flames. I might be the only one that doesn't have the Knights in there. You might be. Eichel, Eichel has poisoned me. Oh, am I the only one left? Okay. I think so. Fast. All right. Mine are Kings, Vegas, Preds, the Penguins. I can't stand the Penguins. I can't stand their fans. I can't stand Pittsburgh sports fans. You live there <laughs> for four years. They're absolutely insufferable. <laughs> Very valid reason. It's literally like I gotta, I gotta check this out. It's, I mean, they got a great. I mean, it's a nice arena, but like, it's the fact that like they got horse blinders on. They cannot admit when somebody else is better on another team, (laughs) and they just have this. There's a reason why there's been so much like goalie turnover. I feel like in Pittsburgh, just because like those fans are absolutely awful. Not that the fans have too much impact over trade and things like that. Yes, they do. (laughs) But you saw what they did to put. Like, I was there. In 2011 through 2015, they despised Mark Andre for during that time. Like despised the guy, wanted him out, wanted nothing to do with him. Meanwhile, he gets the backseat to Matt Murray on their cup runs. He gets exposed. He goes to Vegas. They go on their run, and they're like, "What happens in Vegas came from Pittsburgh." Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to do with you. And then, of course, Matt Murray comes in. He has his troubles, and they're like, no, nope, get him out of here. Tristan Jari has one bad year, and now he's back. He had a great bounce back year. And then that Gibson tweet comes out, and now their wet dream comes alive of yep. having their Pittsburgh boy come home. I'm like, <laughs> my 13th reason my villain era will begin if John Gibson gets traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins. I will not hear the end of it from so many people. I it would not It will not be good. But that was that's number four. And number five – 
this this is going back to the old Pacific Division. I have always disliked the Dallas Stars. I just yes. I also go back to I Chris and I share this. I'm a firm believer that Brett Holskate was in <laughs> fact in the crease in the '99 Cup final and have despised them ever Man. since. So it's uh, 23 anniversary of that was yesterday, by the way. Uh, yeah, you can be quiet. Anyway, um, <laughs> Brett Hull is also a horrible human being. So. <laughs> I just remember I was, that I year. I wasn't even taking a side. I just brought it up. <laughs> I just remember that year, all the no goal uh, stickers on cars throughout Buffalo. So many. Uh, Dominic Hoshik's one of my favorite goalies of yes, all time. He's probably my favorite goalie of all time. And the fact that he did not win a cup in that beloved Sabres goat head is the. I know. It, it feels we were robbed. So, and I've just always disliked the Dallas stars always. Like yes. even now I hate the Kelly green. I hate their mascot. I just, I don't their like logo? Tyler Sagan. I don't like Jamie Ben. Like the only I, Robertson, I like, he's a local guy, Southern California guy. I'm all for, I'm, I love growth of hockey in Southern California and the, the homegrown guys going out and doing big things. But other than that, fuck them. Great. Yeah. Jason Robertson's awesome. I like him. Uh, but their logo, I like, I know the ducks current logo is not the greatest, but the stars, I mean, it looks like a Pokemon. Literally. My it's hot terrible. take, hot, <laughs> honestly, the ducks Jersey gets so much hate unnecessary. Like, is it really that bad? I know it's not as good as the original. I know it's not as good as the mighty duck one, but people are like, it's so ugly. It's, like, it's not that bad. Do you, do you think that if that logo was the OG logo, do you think it'd get the same hate? Because I think it gets a lot of hate just because of the logo that it replaced. Oh, I agree. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. The colors yeah. too. And like people are like every, uh, I asked Tyler actually uh, the other day, oh, not the other day, but when I, I saw him earlier this year, I said, how many comments do you get asking to change logo? He just kind of like turned his head and looked at me. He was like <laughs> literally 90% of them. <laughs> Every post just yeah. triggered him. Every post, <laughs> he's like, "Do I change the uniform?" He's like, "I'm just the social media." Guy. <laughs> just get more flashbacks in his head. <laughs> it's like that Vietnam. What's that meme with like the Chihuahua? And yeah. All, like, the whole... <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not as bad as it's made out to be. I think. I think. I think it's just time for a change. Yeah. Is it the best? No, but it's not. I don't think it's the worst. No, but we are America's team. As you can see. True. Oh, I call us America's, America's team. team. Yeah. America's team. Matthew's going to fix it for us. <laughs> the way you went at the Penguins, I thought they'd be number one. <laughs> they honestly, they're probably closer. They're they're up there with the Kings. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't stand them. I can't. <laughs> it's, I will never live. Plus, especially the Chris Kunitz for Ryan Whitney trade. is. Oh, Jesus. I will never forgive Barstool for making Ryan Whitney relevant again. No. Never. <laughs> that man. I, I can't stand like he's great podcaster don't want him anywhere near the ducks blue line ever again well it's not a hundred out of ten <laughs> but yeah i think that about ends our first show and i think what we ran about two hours now <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i looked at the clock like 10 minutes ago and i was like oh shit you're like wow time flies when you're having fun so <laughs> i've been i've been sitting to wait to drive the zamboni <laughs> Do you have to drive the Zamboni now? Are you, how long have you held off cleaning the ice? About 30 minutes, but it's given the time some, it's given the ice some time to rest, which we need because it's melting. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day we can get Zam Cam. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Watch as my phone falls off the Zamboni. All right. Well, on that note, 
we're going to close out our first episode because Jake's got to get back and (laughs) clean clean the ice. But actually, really quick, let's give a shout out to Nate from uh, the Quack Report. He made our logo. He created yeah, he created the logo. And for him to make something like that, and we all agreed on his very like the very first one, no, no tweaks to it or anything. It was it was pretty great. So no, thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Nate. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for tuning in, following on Twitter, in what what we have Twitter, Instagram, Discord, Twitch, YouTube. YouTube. MySpace, Napster. MySpace now, yeah. (laughs) Check us out on (laughs) LimeWire. But yeah, we're on most platforms at Late Arrivals Pod. um, And everybody can go through and at their Twitter. At CJK Chell. At 91 underscore play. Louis X 37. And at underscore J Robles 71. I love that your picture is still a bar of soap, Jake. <laughs> you know, I have fucking bars. So. I go, I go, I go through phases, and <laughs> I, I liked the ability to not have a picture of myself again. So I feel the bar, the bar of soap fits. <laughs> yep, yeah, a little fucking soap. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter at Sweet Annie Od, but give us a follow on those late arrivals pod where we're gonna post all sorts of fun content throughout the week through the cup final and through the off season into the 2022 season. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and gentlemen, have a good night. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.